With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio at War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll always appreciate it. It's uh, the tail end of a Redemption Thursday, but we do have some wagers for you. I will get to them in a moment. I'm Jeff. Tom is still in New York, but he's here with us, of course. And Director Matthew is uh, here as well. And you are here as well. We appreciate you. Thanks. Very much. Uh, we've had a lot of feedback over the last several days uh, just because it's been such a busy time. Tom and I were talking before the show began uh, just how crazy it must be over at FSU right now because you have a situation where obviously you're assessing your roster. You're kind of monitoring what's happening with your own players as to the ones that are going to stay, the ones that want to leave the ones that aren't sure that you have to talk to and really kind of have an honest conversation. I do think it's important to note uh, that's one of the strengths of this staff and and Mike Norvell in particular is the uh, honest assessments and the ability to sit down across from kids and say, well, here's what we think you're at. This is what we think you are. This is where we hope you'll go. Uh, And then, you know, the kid has to make a decision. Is that what he wanted to hear or not? And, I just think that the more that that reputation gets out there of this kind of uh, straight-to-it, man-to-man conversation about your talents, uh, your skills, and and those that you're lacking, uh, the better off you are. I think kids want to know where they stand, uh, and and I think we all do at all times. So I think Florida State will be in good shape when it comes to that. They'll they'll lose some kids um, because of it, but they'll get some kids because of it as well. Uh, As far as – 
you know, what we're hearing, I, I keep seeing and I keep getting asked this question. So I will just throw it out there. Those of you who are planning on going down there to support the team uh, when they take on Georgia in the Orange Bowl, go ahead and make your plans. They're not, I, I don't think they're going to not play the Orange Bowl game. I, I, I've heard so many people say, well, are they, are they boycotting? I'm worried that they're boycotting. No, they're, they're not going to boycott the Orange Bowl. Now, the game isn't going to look the way that, you know, I think these two teams on paper, you, you get an image, you get a mental image of what the game will look like. I, I kind of don't have any idea, really, what the game's going to look like because I don't know who's going to play in it for Georgia. And I don't, you know, I, I already know that there's a, a bunch of players that aren't going to play in it for Florida State. We are, we already know that. So it's um, it's not what the Orange Bowl would have in mind. Uh, but the game itself, if you're worried, is it going to be played? Yeah, it's going to be played. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to play. Uh, Florida State's not going. I, I know. I understand. It's it's in theory, it's fun to say. Well, we should just boycott as a means to obviously illustrate our frustrations. But that, I, I think it's a bad look. It wouldn't do much for you. I think it would hurt you long term. If I'm being honest, I think it would hurt you in the eyes of uh, college football. And and I, I know we don't care what people at ESPN think of us, but I, I think you, you your overall reputation matters. So I I don't think. That's going to happen. Uh, I would be very, very surprised. But back to what all they're dealing with at this very busy time is, all right, so you're, you, you'll be gearing up for practices. And you get 15 of them, and they're very valuable. You're recruiting your ass off right now, and you're trying to put a ribbon on a top five class. You're assessing your roster. You're judging who's coming and who's going. But also the talent that's out there, who's available. And, man, monitoring that alone, I mean, for example – uh, Florida defensive lineman Chris McClellan. Uh, McClellan is uh, in the portal. Uh, he's a sophomore, 40, 46 tackles, two sacks, two seasons with Florida. Uh, he was a uh, ESPN 300 kid, top 200 really, uh, four-star prospect. He announced that he was offered by Florida State immediately on his Twitter account. He's, uh, he, he's there to tell the world that Florida State has offered. Uh, by the way, speaking of Florida – Bad news for Gator fans everywhere as Florida running back Trevor Etienne says, Peace. I am out. Okay. Well, you know, Tom, I'll ask you. Welcome in, brother. How's New York weather treating you right now? You all right? What's What do we got out there? We had snow flurries today. Mm. It was it was not on the forecast for snow flurries, but we got some. Uh, when I went out to go grab some lunch, I was dodging flakes. That was... Uh, Interesting experience, given that, you know, even though it was a little cooler in Tallahassee, I, the last time I saw snow hit the ground was maybe five, six years ago. So uh, a couple of days, mission accomplished there. But, I mean, I'm like you. I'm just looking at the portal at all times. And ETN went into the portal 28, 30 minutes ago, officially so. Uh, Florida is an interesting situation. A lot of these programs are. where. Are you going to get better at all if you lose a lot of your current talent? If you're the Florida Gators, I think that's and you're six and sorry, you're five and seven. Excuse me, you're five and seven on the heels of six and seven. First string of three consecutive losing seasons since before the interstate highway system in the United States. Uh, I think that's what all fan bases are doing right now. As a lot of players are entering the portal, it's like, when am I going to know if we got better or not? And it's going to be a minute before we all know the answer to that question for all of our respective programs. I know that every fan I, – I, I know this is true because I'm very much this way. 
this morning I was going through and I was looking at the names that hit the portal overnight or those kids that announced that they were going to enter the portal. And, you know, you, you just you can go and you'll find lists of the top 50 players all around uh, that are in the portal. And you've got offensive linemen and you've got linebackers and you've got, you know, you can go through all this. And, Tom, it's like a kid at Christmas or a kid in a candy store. You want every last one of them. You can't help yourself. You sit there and you're like, well, that's a – I don't know about that kid. Let me let me click on his name. I don't think I've seen him play. So uh, the, the, the Mascarinas kid – uh, who's a linebacker out of uh, Oregon State. Uh, well, look at this. My man was the top tackler in the Pac-12, 107 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, two interceptions. He was a sideline-to-sideline guy. We better get him. <laughs> that's that's what I end up doing with all these guys. It's just like free agency. You're going to like, we need him. We could we could use him. We could, we could take him, that guy right there. That's a good guy right there. Yeah, on and on and on. And it's uh, you can't help yourself. Can I tell you that I am stunned that Huddle has not opened up a wing for college football players yet in which you see their clips, their film? Like, I get it. You can go to YouTube for a star player or a quarterback and go see highlights. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, Cam Ward, if you really wanted to watch his highlights from Washington State, you could do that. Correct. That's easy to find. But if you're talking about a, a defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, I mean, all these positions, you go through the list of guys that are unheralded and their conference or their own football team's not going to mash up three good minutes of what they did the last year. I am stunned Huddle has not expanded to that wing of the enterprise yet because we all are the same. We're like you. Mm-hmm. When there's a dude in the portal and they fit the position that we want to see, it could be Power 5, Group of 5, FCS, number one Juco player. Like, how is there not a place that we can go and watch their film like we do for high school players? Cam Ward, by the way, uh, you know, right when this all went down, we were kind of, first of all, he was weighing the option. Cam Ward was the quarterback you referenced a moment ago from Washington State. He was weighing the option as to whether or not he wanted to enter the NFL draft or or transfer to another program because this is a, a real talent. You're talking about a kid who's six foot two, six foot three, two 220 plus pounds who could really move is uh, kind of an interesting story. He's a player that transferred to Washington State from Incarnate Word, for people who don't know that. And you go back and look at his uh, numbers where he was an FCS All-American. Not many of us watching the FCS, not many of us watching Southland Conference, uh, where he was the player of the year. Uh, And you see those numbers uh, while he was at Incarnate Word. He threw for 4,700 yards, 47 touchdowns. (laughs) I mean, that's... He was in the wrong weight class, Tom. He needed to move on, and he did. And he went to Washington State where he was an all-Pac-12 type player. He was honorable mention. Um, and, you know, he, he was very, very good. And he improved on the numbers from 2022 and 2023. Threw for over 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, um, uh, 25 touchdowns, I should say, uh, to seven interceptions. He also rushed for eight touchdowns. So he's a guy that immediately our fan base said, I, I'd, I'd like that kid, and I'll be honest with you, me too. Me too. I, I don't want the I don't know what the number is. I don't know what the number is, and that's really gonna matter. But yeah, me too. I, I I don't don't mind if I do. Well, it all comes back to the same question, you know, that we talked about yesterday. How do you define what is possible next season? And that will inform if you've got a budget, which I'm sure they do, and it's expanding. How about the uh exponential growth of the battles and they're over 3,500 members today. Like last week they were at 1,300 people are pissed. Side note, my dad, my dad joined yesterday. 
<laughs> he did? Yeah. Yeah. My dad called me and said, hey, can you give me the lowdown on this battle's in? Yeah, dad, I can. That's wild. Did you tell Ingram to be on the lookout for a Cameron uh, on, on the on the sheet? Yeah, I just texted him and said, "Hey, uh, Dad's coming. He's 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 joining." And Ingram just sent me back a smiley face. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, make sure good. to get the address now. Make sure to send him the fleece, Ingram. Got to yeah. got to take care of uh, Papa throw, Cameron. Yeah, throw that fleece my dad's way. He'll wear it proud. So the budget's going up in general, I think, based upon the uh, the roster of people, because it's not all like. Every dollar counts, don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of big donors that, that have been added to the, to the battle's end. But d- define what you want to get out of 2024 and 2025. Look at them as maybe a two-year model, and then from that point, you budget for portal, you budget for one-year rental portal guys, and then high school players. And, and that's still something that I think it might be fluid to a degree, but you've got under two weeks now before signing day. You know, everybody early today was watching Jeremiah Smith kill my CCC Marauders. Unbelievable that the Marauders are in the same class as Chaminade. It's that'll, ridiculous. That'll hurt your feelings. He's in Tallahassee. Let's see if we can make some moves there. Certainly, if you make a move there, then maybe the budget for the transfer portal is a little bit lower. Like, there's just there's so much fluidity to how you how you need to work this. But I don't know that we have enough pieces right now to expect another... 11 and 1, 12 and 0 type season. It, I, that just might be a bridge too far. I, I wonder what the staff and what the collective are going to do over the next month. But I think, you know, there's an increasing like, likelihood, increasingly more likely that a quarterback is going to be a part of this thing out of the portal. I went into these last few games on the season thinking that that's not the route we would go. Uh, no knock on Brock because of the first ever career start in a game of that magnitude, I still think he's going to be very, very good. I'll stand by that. I think he's going to be very, very good. Um, but I did realize it, in, if it were possible that you could get a guy who's ready-made, and we know how Mike can really utilize a guy's unique skill set in these offenses, I, his offense, I, yeah, I'd be willing to do it. Um, because I think even if you don't believe, Tom, and this is where I've kind of hedged a little, I was like you, and in fact, we talked about it and we agreed. I thought if there's not a quarterback out there that 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 changes the game, changes the season for you, that the that makes you, as I like to say, probably too much, appreciably better. You know, you go from what you have of maybe being a nine-win type team to is there a guy out there that makes you an eleven-win type team? Is there is there a guy you know maybe if you think your eight eight or nine win team is going to go to a ten or eleven win team, uh, would you would you do that? Well, I think I think you would, uh, because you do have a chance. I think to to really listen. That game is at home against Clemson next year, and I have a suspicion that this defense is going to be good again. I think they're going to find the right pieces. Let's just put it that way. I think there are enough of those pieces that are already here that, in my opinion, will stay here when it all shakes out. And if that happens, you could be really good again. You may not be, you know, it's it's. How are you going to trump an undefeated season? Uh, I mean, how are you going to, you know, you can't surpass a, uh, an undefeated season, a thirteen and zero campaign, but you don't have to. You can go eleven and one and and win the conference championship and go to twelve and one, or you can go eleven and two overall on the season and still find yourself perhaps in a college football playoff, or at least you will sustain the upward mobility that we've witnessed over the last two years. Yeah, I think 
the hard balance to strike. You talk about this all the time with general managers in professional sports. Like, you've got to be the adult in the room. Everybody wants to buy every trade deadline in the pros. They always want to buy. And you've got to be the adult that says, I get it. We're yeah. six games over 500. Yeah, we're not good enough. It's, yeah. it's smoke and mirrors. We're not two players away. Right. So we need to sell. We're going to sell at six games over 500, oh. and I'm going to be hated for it. Yep. But it's the right decision. I'm not saying that's what Florida State needs to do, but what I am saying is I don't want to mortgage 25 and 26 on on trying to flip everything and go all in next year with a bunch of brand new players. There, there's a, going to be a lack of continuity. Even in the best scenario, there's going to be a lack of continuity in turnover when you're talking about starters on offense and starters on defense next year, such that I don't want to go all in next year at the expense of 25 and 26, because I think we've got a really nice crescendo we're arriving at in two to three seasons from right now. So if you can spend discretionary dollars, I think I would decide in 26 more than next year. Uh, really quickly before we take a break, let's get these Redemption uh, Thursday wagers out there. And for the reason that we can also say, uh, I don't see why not. I don't see why not, Metro Deli. Had a great opportunity to sit and have some cold beers with uh, Rob from Metro Deli, the owner of Metro Deli. He's a great guy, a fixture in Tallahassee. That deli is uh, a classic, a one of one. And um, we uh, we had a deep dive on Florida State and our lives and everything else. It was a good time. Go support the fine folks at Metro Deli. All right, so we're running out of games, and I'm going to start getting creative. I'd really like to continue to keep uh, the – I, I, the Redemption Thursday segment is hasn't been a year round thing, um, so I but I I'd like to keep it because I gamble year round. I gamble all the time. I gamble when I don't have things to gamble on because I'm irresponsible. But not everybody is that way. I understand. So you do you. I'm not encouraging you to do anything you can't do or shouldn't do. But here you go. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply i did go with the ravens minus three and a half in the first half against the rams the ravens have continued to be an incredible first half team uh, I suspect they will sustain that in inclement weather where they are also mutters. So I think that they'll play very well. I like them in the first half. The problem with the Ravens this year, and I have found this out personally, when they get leads, they shut it down. And they get backdoored like a – I mean, I can't say it. But they get it, – it drives Dude, me. Yeah. No. It, no. <laughs> I scared Tom. No. It drives me nuts. So I'm done with the full game bets on them. I'm just steady first half with the Ravens. They're well-prepared, well-coached. They come out ready to play. 
but they too often – it burned them. Think back to that game they lost. Was it the Cincinnati game where they had the big lead? Oh, Cleveland. They had Cleveland. the big – yeah, they had the big lead, and then they just tried to shut it down, thinking there's no way Cleveland can come back, and then they got backdoored. So there you go. I, I'm, I'm done with it. Give me the Ravens in the first half, minus three and a half. Give me the Browns, minus three against the Jags and a backup quarterback. I like that Cleveland defense uh, to carry the day in this one. Give me the Bengals. I'm a believer in Browning. What I saw, chucking it around the lot. Let's go. Speaking of Washington, I'll give the uh, minus one there. Detroit, Chicago, I'm going under the 42 and a half. I actually think this turns kind of, uh, you know, kind of a, a weather game, and I'll go that route. And then finally, um, I, <laughs> okay, crank the siren, I'll give you. RS is in the jackpot now. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you this because Tom uh, I couldn't help myself uh, I just figured you'd you'd laugh. The Grant Thornton Invitational is this weekend, guys, and I am a big Grant Thornton Invitational guy. I like it. It it pairs if you don't know what it is, it pairs a PGA player and an LPGA player, and uh, I'm just a big fan of the Grant Thornton. More of us should watch the Grant Thornton Invitational, and I got thoughts on the Grant Thornton Invitational. And so when I saw these odds, I had to jump on it. So I started with uh, McCarthy and Kang, Denny McCarthy and Kang. I thought top five finish guaranteed for these two. Of course, suits them both perfectly. They're top five. We're going to get that at plus 150. Wait, wait a minute. What's Kang's first name? Uh, uh, It is uh, (laughs) uh, 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 Michelle. I believe it's Michelle. I think I'm right about that. I think it's Michelle. Uh, and then, but I like Kang. And then uh, Aberg and Sagstrom. We all know Aberg and Sagstrom. So what are we doing here? So, Ooh. <laughs> uh, but we do know Aberg. I, you guys do know that if you follow the tour. But anyhow, so Aberg and Sagstrom are getting plus 600 odds to win outright. Pizza money, gang. That's what golf betting's about. You can't go all in on a winner, on an outright, but you can take whatever fits your means. You can take, say, $25, a little pizza money, and throw it at an outright at plus 600. And when it hits, you got lots of pizzas to play with over the weeks to come when you bet the golf. This is nice. This is a monumental occasion. We I know Redemption Thursday typically makes it through the playoffs for the NFL, like all the way to the end. But that you're committing now, here in December, mm-hmm. that it's going to be a year-round thing, mm-hmm. that makes me so happy. Because it, more people more people can bet now. Some people were averse to just texting with a random person saying, all right, PHI minus six and a half. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now you can actually go to an app because it's legal. I think, I think you're embracing things at the correct level because now it is a year-round deal for everybody. Yeah, I was enjoying right off the bat. I uh, and you know we we've got to get our boys at the Hard Rock on board here soon. But uh, I was enjoying this. I thought to uh, this is going to work out well. So I have some Hard Rock bets. I've got some bookie bets. I've got some side bets with dudes I met at the bar. I got you know we're good. We got things. We got we got action going on here on a Redemption Thursday. Brought to you by the Metro Deli. Good times. It's Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty 
Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips? We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's, and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Redemption Thursday edition. Wagers are up. We don't have a ton of them, but we got a few. I could sense, I, I looked at his face when I made the bet. When I said Aberg Sagstrom, I saw Matthew nod his head, and he was in. He was in with a little Aberg Sagstrom action. He knew. This is the wager I want to make this weekend. Tom's probably never watched the uh, the, the the famed tournament of which I speak. You know, I, I know that there is another invitational that will be played on January 1st, and uh, it's it's for the sport that we're covering mostly. Yeah. Um, the one that I enjoy actually is the father-son because you watch Tiger yeah, and yeah. Charlie against the Dailies who just clean up these days. Um, I think that's coming up soon, right? I wonder if Tiger's going to play in it this year. He did play in his own tournament. He did, and that last round he shot was a 71, which was in inclement yeah. condition. So Tiger's still got a little something in there, but, uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I sit around thinking all the time whether or not Charlie is going to ascend to the top of the uh, golf world. It doesn't appear that he's affected at all by the superstardom. That's correct. He's an under – so uh, sad that I know this, but this is when you're Tiger Woods' son um, – to be his teammate in high school, it's got to be really weird. Well, they won a state championship. Yeah, and he was like a counting score or not a counting He was the score. fourth. He was the fourth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, his three teammates were like, yeah, well, whatever, you know, Charlie Woods. Yeah, but he's like title. a freshman or something. Yeah, yeah I mean. I won, I won a state <laughs> title. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, there were kids who had better scores, seniors who had better scores. They know that won't last very much longer. That's about another half year. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, the battle's end is involved with uh, with the golf recruiting. Not that Charlie Woods needs an NIL deal, but, you know, not for nothing. They, they are usually very involved with golf, so that would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I have a suspicion if he goes to play college at all, it'll be Stanford. But, yes, I, I understand. Come on, Trey Jones, who I spoke to yesterday. Make it happen. Look, Charlie – you already do enough things like your dad. You walk like him. You do the putter lean like when you're waiting oh, he's to, a to replica. Your own. Yeah. Take your own path, Charlie. Take your own path. Florida let's State see if it we is. Can, we can join Tiger out there at Legacy for uh, for nine one day. That would be lovely. Buddy, I wouldn't be able to take the club back. I wouldn't be able to take the club back if Tiger was like, go ahead. You're up. Go ahead. Lead the way. So, <laughs> There's no chance. Can you imagine? I would, I would method act, and I would I would talk like Tiger 
the whole way. Like that's how I talk. Like, hello, Tiger. How are you doing? Yeah, Mom, yeah. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Good pot. Yep. Good pot. You did it again. <laughs> Pick it up. That's good. I don't think. Pick it up, Tiger. Yeah. No, man. Can you? If he did that, Tiger Woods, nice to meet you. You'd be like, oh, okay, this is happening. Tom, lead the way. <laughs> He's just standing behind you. <laughs> I would I would make the t- well you got to make light of it at that point I'd make the tiger noise in the backswing. Come on down. Oh, that'd be crazy. No news, by the way, other than this for those that asked the question in the chat, and I get it as we pivot back to Florida State for a second. The problem with a radio show during this time of year is yes, it's a busy time of year. Yes, there are many things to talk about, many things to dive into and worry about and follow. But they don't happen in real time. They don't happen in the way that helps us uh, live on the radio. So, for example, I would really like to know, no, not node, I'd like to know that. I'd like to know that the young man from Chaminade, who was just getting done kicking Tom's high school's ass, uh, was ready to commit. Five-star wideout Jeremiah Smith, ready to roll. But, you know, that not it, it hasn't happened. Um, his father, however has come out and told Chad Simmons of On3 National that the entire decision, quote, unquote, is his. So my What? Yes. Now my, okay, hold on. Is that is that breaking news? Is that breaking news? Is he, do you believe him, A? B, is that a change? Because if you believe him, that's a change. For those behind the scenes, the, the fight has been, at least as I understand it. I don't know. I don't roll in those circles. But the fight has been what his dad wants compared to what maybe he and his mom want. And those rumors, and that's what they are, I don't know, I'm not in those living rooms to have that conversation, have really persisted throughout that look. The dad wants him to go to Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State has had a slew. Of all world receivers. Now, there's no getting around that. They have. Perfectly acceptable place to want to go if you're a receiver. But that the young man may want to go to Florida State and that there was sort of a tug of war where the mom was saying about the young man, hey, let him, dad, make the decision. It's his call. It's where he's going to be playing football. And the dad saying, father knows best. I think you need to take it on to Ohio State and maximize your opportunities. All of that. I don't know what's real and what's not real. Those things have been talked about and whispered about for weeks and weeks and weeks. So if the dad is serious and he is saying that, quote, the entire decision, that's what he said, the entire decision is his. Now, you know, look, obviously Florida, Miami, Florida State have all been trying to pull Jeremiah Smith away from Ohio State. He took visits to all of those schools that I just mentioned. He's going to visit Florida State again. This weekend, this weekend he's here. He may be here hours from now. His decision on whether he'll sign with Ohio State or flip to Florida State is expected during the early signing period. So he's had many visits here, and this is just another one. Um, His father quoted to On3, Jeremiah has been to Florida State before, but never on an official visit. So this visit will be semi-big this weekend. I don't talk to FSU all that much, but they do call to check in, see what's going on, and they do ask about Jeremiah. They have called 
to keep in touch. Uh, then he goes on to say, FSU is a good school with good coaches and has a great atmosphere, but the decision is going to come down to where Jeremiah wants to play. You buy that? So um, I'm glad to hear that when Florida State calls Jeremiah Smith's dad, they're calling to talk about Jeremiah and not the dad. That, that's Correct. a good sign. Uh, his official visit can start in like 10 minutes because the state championship was at FAM. So he could be in mm -hmm. the Moore Center for all we know right now. Um, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I'll say this. I'm very disappointed that you read the full quote because I thought he said, quote, the decision is his. And I thought that meant that Jeremiah's dad is using the royal his. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The royal his. The, mm -hmm. the, the biggest part of a decision is uh, that would be a good development for Florida State. It would be a huge I'll development for Florida State if it's true. Yes, uh, I will do uh, what recruiting people do. Let me put on the terminology. I feel very good about Florida State's chances, mm. if that's true. There you go. He also went on to say, I want him to go where coaches will hold him accountable. Well, buddy, this is the place because Keon Coleman was a superstar walking through the door, and less than a week, Mike Norvell was screaming at him at the top of his lungs at a practice I was at. So – that is who Mike is. He's a former receiver who holds wide receivers to the highest bar. And really all of his players, that's the way he operates. But, you know, you have a special place in your heart when you played the position. And you also have probably an advanced uh, level of understanding of the nuance of the position. So if everything is not just perfect, Mike's going to tell you about it. Whether you're a superstar or a low on the on the on the rung freshman who's got a couple years before he makes an impact, he treats everybody the same in that regard. But so for the father to say, "I want him to go where coaches will hold him accountable, give him an opportunity to compete, and treat him as I would treat him as a father. I want him to play for a tough coach that will push him hard, but still look out for him." Well, look, I think every parent wants that. That's kind of generic. Well, you know, the the truth is not every parent wants that. Sometimes parents want just a lot of money. And, you know, that's that's the seedy part of the business and all of that. It also makes you sad when you witness it because you're like, you're not being a parent. You're just being uh, a mooch living vicariously both financially and emotionally through your son. That's no way to be. That's an awful thing. Uh, if he's being serious about all of this and saying that he just wants a coach who's going to be tough on him, who's going to push him, who's going to look after him, man, Knight Norvell's reputation is really good in that regard. And the other thing that's important is it is more than likely that this is his last official visit unless he can wedge it in at some. I think they might be playing some sort of extra game in high school over the next week. That mm -hmm. you know. But what's important is that that could prohibit him from stopping somewhere else before it's over because forever and a day it was considered to be a lock that Jeremiah Smith would spend his final official visit at Florida State in what would be next weekend on the calendar, the closest to signing day. But as it stands right now, he's here this weekend, and then there are no more OVs elsewhere. It's always a good deal to get if you can get the final OV. So that's where, contextually, Florida State's in a good spot. If Papa is keeping his word here, I think Florida State is in even a better spot. But, you know, this is an 11th hour business these days with NIL. You know, final offer, you know, best and final, that kind of thing happens all the time. Also, something to point out here before uh, you know we break. I, I just I find this interesting. It's a very short-sighted uh, and 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 reactionary um, 
sort of comment that I hear people make or that I see on the message boards or that I see on Twitter, people will say, well, you know, why would you go to Florida State where even if you play well and win all your games, you can't go to the playoffs? Guys, it is a 12-team playoff next year. Florida State would have been in the playoff if they had lost the Louisville game. Hell, there's a chance Florida State would have been in the playoff if they had lost two games uh, this year. So you are going to the playoffs if you have a great season at Florida State. You are. That is the way. This is where we're at. There's none of that nonsense that schools can use against you. This is not a, a situation where, you know, they can say, hey, look, man, you go to FSU. It's a great school. Program's moving in the right direction. Great coach. I, I hear you. I understand why you're interested. But I'll tell you what, if they uh, win all their games, there's no guarantee they're going to make the playoff. Yeah, there is. Yes, there is. 100% guaranteed. That's dumb. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season. You're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factor's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me and two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. I think we're good. I don't know about the video, but I think we're I think we're good. A little delay there. We got some uh, gremlins today, guys. So bear with us. Some gremlins today in the system for whatever reason. I don't know what's going on, but sometimes it happens that way. It was uh, glorious to walk out this morning. I was gonna. Uh, I'm doing this. I'm I'm challenging myself to run up hills in the morning. Uh, is something I want to do, just up hills, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of running up a hill. And uh, I was all gung-ho this morning, Tom, to to get up at 5 and go run up a hill for 15 minutes before jumping in the shower. And uh, it was 36. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know about this hill. Maybe we'll start on Monday. <laughs> That's the other problem I have sometimes where I'm like, all right, I'm going to incorporate, in addition to Orange Theory Fitness, I'm going to do this little 15-minute run up this hill by my house each morning, get the day started, get the blood flowing. You know, this is going to be an instant path to dropping uh, the 20 LBs I want to drop. We're going to do this, this, this. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of like, oh, man, it's a, I don't know, it's a little windy outside or it's raining outside. All right, well, so so even if you build that excuse in, you say that to yourself, today's Thursday, and my mind went, maybe we should push to Monday. 
Not Friday, not Saturday, not Sunday, but I'm going to have to push it to Monday, guys. We'll start fresh on a Monday, and then it really feels like that's a good jumping-off point. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a clean start. I mean, look, the NFL's on Sunday. I'm going to eat poorly. I might have a couple of beverages. Yeah. So, you know, with that in mind, that's not really any momentum if I were to run today. So let me start on Monday so that the next time the NFL comes around, I've got four or five good runs in. Yeah, I played that game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm storing them up. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, no, no word. Uh, again, we got asked this. No word on Jeremiah Smith. We'll wait and see. Uh, this is. Uh, I find all of this fun. I found it fun last year. I don't get stressed by this stuff. I don't sit around by the hour worrying about a player that's on our roster that's going to leave or a roster a player on another roster that's you know maybe somebody we're going after. I do follow very closely to see who's coming into town, who we get visits from, and who we're talking up and have an opportunity with. But anymore, I think you just learned you got to let the, these guys do their jobs and, and, and then judge them on how well they did them. And right now you've got an elite class coming in and you've got opportunities in the portal. You're going to lose some kids and you know that's going to happen. We'll see which ones actually follow through and, and which ones don't uh, as of right. And by the way, the, the other part about all of this, and, and this I do for the purposes of my job, I do try to go get the information as to why. That is context. That informs my opinion of this ongoing and very fluid situation. Why? Why did a player leave matters. Why did a player stay matters. Uh, Did the coaches want the player to leave? I mean, sometimes that's part of it, too. That the coaches, and I mean even if it's a great player, there are times where the coaches will say, you know what, kid wants out, I think that'll work out best for both of us. Have a good one. No hard feelings. Best of luck to you, son. You go your way. We'll continue to go on ours. Others will, there there are times where you hear the information and you're like, well, that's not good. They screwed this up or that coach screwed this up or – We need to get to the bottom of this. Other times, it's just that a kid needs an opportunity. You know, if you're if you're a third string kid and you're just not going to play, you're you're behind, you're buried on the depth chart, and you're going into your junior year. I get it. You know, you can say that's it. I'm out. I I I don't think I'm ever going to play here. And nobody has a problem with that. So there's there's each kid is very different. I'm always just trying to find out who it is and why. And what are the what are the backstories? You know, what what matters most is again getting a read on are they are they doing their jobs? Are we seeing the the playing field the same way? I don't know. Uh, it's harder to get a handle on that than ever before, because uh, again, I think the kids have a bit of a. There, some of the kids are delusional about what's possible in NIL. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I think that we talked about this on the phone today too. Um, more than just huddle expanding their industry to go get obscure college football player highlight mashups prepared, so that fans can consume who it is that they want. I mean, people would click on that left and right mm-hmm. in the portal. Um, agent representation for high school players and college players as they enter the portal for the NIL. There is a Billy Sexton out there somewhere 
There, Jimmy, sorry. I always do that. Jimmy Sexton out there somewhere for this particular industry. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet that somebody has cornered the market, but you can make a lot of money in making sure that kids are asking for reasonable amounts of bumps, not unreasonable bumps. And I'm sure that that's going to be coming down the pike at some point, but there is an overvaluing. And again, I'm not saying it's collusion. I'm saying it's market regulation. Collectives talk to each other so that they know they don't have to spend $1.5 million on a player for no reason. (laughs) You'd have to be... um... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You know, I, I think there are maybe a very few number of players, three to five handful of players that maybe, maybe where that kind of money would be spent. Um, you'd, you'd have to have a, a generational talent at the most important position, quarterback, maybe two or three quarterbacks. Uh, and that's not even this year. Because there's none of them right now that you would say that about. You know, that that are in the portal. If you rank the quarterbacks in the portal in any given order, I know that you can go to six, seven different sites that do this. Uh, Whether you're thinking that it's Riley Leonard over Dylan Gabriel or you think Cam Ward is ahead of both those individuals, there are people out there that will tell you it's Dante Moore. I'm not one of them. Uh, but, you know, because he was a freshman and what he was thought to be, he was the number two overall prospect in 2023. He was a five-star kid. Everybody thought he was going to be a stud. He originally committed to Oregon. Then he ended up at UCLA, and he appeared in 10 games this year, threw for 1,600 yards, 11 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. And, you know, it was tumultuous, to say the least. So, you know, if you think his upside – at 6'3", 210, athletic as hell, is going to be the one, then there you go. But, um, you know, he's a kid right now that's looking at Michigan State, Texas A&M, LSU, Miami, Michigan, a lot of schools. I He's not looking at Florida State, and we I don't think we want him. Uh, do you like Will Howard? When you go through the list of quarterbacks, Will Howard's the Kansas State quarterback, for those that don't know. He's huge. I mean, he's 6'5", 240-plus, and he runs big when he runs. He's not a bitch. This is a guy that will run you over. Uh, Nine touchdowns on the ground, 350-plus yards rushing. When he did run, he threw for 2,600 yards in the air, 24 touchdowns. He was a top-20 quarterback in FBS in total QBR. He's a guy that is a one-year rental. He's a senior. He's one year, and that's what you got. And you know what? Uh, Florida State will only be interested, I think, in a one-year guy. Do you agree with that, Tom? I think that is it. Yeah, that that's the only thing that makes sense to me, short of there being a superstar freshman or soft, sophomore that enters the conversation. It would need to be that level, though. And, like, there aren't guys that are knowns. So, yes, it has to be a one-year player. The thing I'm growing more and more concerned about, and it's not because Thomas Schrader entered his name in the portal, which he just did. It doesn't matter, um, yeah. No, but that segment group is is starting to concern me. What's the long-term plan there? Because if you've got Daughtry Richardson and Kayshawn Sapp, two members of that vaunted class from a couple of years ago entering the portal, 
You know, Kanaya Charlton has some potential, but I don't know when that's going to materialize. Armello's been up and down. They like early. They think they've got a hit on early there. They like so Otto. Where, they feel very good about Otto. They, well, yeah, and that's, again, he's from a more recent class. Yeah. Like, there should be a, what we were expecting and counting on was a natural passing of the torch from the recruiting class that we signed a couple of years ago in spades. You know, three or four players from that class hitting. It's looking more likely that it's one or two at most. And Lucas Simmons is going to be a good player. They project Andre Otto is going to be a good player. But but I think we're going to need a bridge now between where we are today well, and 25. And I think we might need to go dip in the portal for at least a couple. Because Bless Harris is now in the portal too. Yeah. Like that, that's not helpful either. Well, let me say that Bless, my understanding is that Bless Harris is not disgruntled. This is about playing time. Well, if this is about playing time, that means a conversation occurred. And that means that there were no guarantees made to bless. So they feel better about somebody than they do bless Harris at the tackle position. All right. I suspect I know who that is, but that said, I completely agree with you. They got to go out and get two guys. And I think it's fair to say this was not a banner year for Alex Atkins. I said it. This was not a very good year for Alex Atkins, whereas the year before was. This was not. I think we went from we got the guy that might be the best in the business to, hmm, where are the reinforcements? Where is that class? Where's the development? Where's the backup center? To put it simply, why are we still counting on Rob Scott, Maurice Smith, and Darius Washington? And I think we are. So why, why is that still the case in 2024? Well, and at this point, I, I just based on usage this year, I'm not entirely certain that Armella is going to be a part of anything. So, again, there's another guy that you'd say, well, hey, man, what gives? Our number two forthcoming, stay with.